After the election, when that magic number of 270 was reached in the Electoral College by Donald Trump, some of us threw up, some of us cried, some people high-fived, some people screamed, some people's jaws hit the ground, and some people did all of the above. But there are a lot of people angry at two individuals who they felt had done a Ralph Nader in this election and had helped Donald Trump to become president by their margins, however small, in that electoral college and in those votes. They are Gary Johnson and they are Jill Stein. Now, Jill Stein was not even on the ballot in all 50 states. Jill Stein got a very low percentage, less than 1% of the votes. But when you break it down state by state, was there enough to inflict some harm and some damage? Well, you would think Jill Stein wouldn't care. She spoke negatively, very negatively about the Democratic uh, candidate for president, Hillary Clinton. And a lot of people, myself included, you know, really didn't care what she had to say. When I saw her, you know, say something on Twitter, I often would respond, Who cares what you think? Who are you anyway? And why should your opinion matter? Jill Stein, however, did something that I and many Americans, whether they voted for Trump, voted for Hillary, wrote Bernie in, voted for Gary, voted for her, Jill Stein, or stayed home, were supportive of. And that was an effort to have a recount Now, there are a lot of people that say the effort virtually has no chance of changing the outcome of the presidential election. But Jill Stein continued to press on in three battleground states that were won by Donald Trump. Pennsylvania, which she's suing because the state rules in Pennsylvania are different, by the way. Uh, That is a federal court that will be deciding or that the suit is in. Um, In Michigan... Um, she wanted a recount. The governor of that state pushed back and said no, but a federal judge said absolutely she wins and granted her request in that state of Michigan to begin a statewide recount without delay. Now, in uh, the official figures show that Trump defeated Clinton by 10,704 votes in Michigan, 68,236 in Pennsylvania, and 27,257 in Wisconsin. Now, in Wisconsin, in the four days of recounting, there are different sites that say different things, but it would seem that Trump still has a lead. As a matter of fact, some people say the recount added to his margin of victory, which makes people wonder, so why is Trump pushing back so hard against recount efforts, especially in Michigan and Pennsylvania? Uh, The president actually netted 39 votes um, over the past weekend. 39 more than he had um, in uh, Wisconsin. More than a million of the nearly 3 million votes cast in the state have been recounted. Uh, That is a third. Now, it takes time, and it is expensive. At the end of the day, when we look back at the election, Donald Trump had 306 electoral college votes, Clinton 232. Some say Jill Stein's effort is merely a scam to raise money. She raised a lot more than is needed to pay for the cost of these recounts and by the way like i said she won just about one percent of that vote nationwide but she's remaining relevant and staying in the news with her push for a recount now she insists every dollar raised which is her website says 7.2 million goes toward election integrity some people don't know what that means necessarily and she says she's urging donald trump to look at the facts not to make up the facts well he didn't make up the win in the electoral college 
And would a recount even change that? So Pennsylvania, we're waiting for determination. Wisconsin, the uh, recount has started. And uh, by the way, Pennsylvania is where he won by the most votes. But there's a lot of attention that's been shed on Michigan as of late. So we're going to talk about that state in this recount in general in this third hour here of Wyatt Open Telephones. You can get in line now at 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. So let's look at Michigan. One-third of precincts in Wayne County, that is the most populated county, that's where Detroit is, could be disqualified from an unprecedented statewide recount of presidential election results because of problems with the ballots. What? Now, the Republicans said there was fraud, so why do they push back if there's fraud? Don't we want to find it? Because it could be fraud that favors Donald Trump. Why would you push back unless you know there's fraud because you were involved in it? Just an idea. If you say an election's rigged, And you say it with such certainty, maybe because you knew it was rigged for you. Hello, Julian Assange. Hello, WikiLeaks. Hello, James Comey, the FBI. Some people would say some in the media. And we're finding out that there were people planted. Uh, Now that Facebook post was taken down, but one of Trump's people said they had planted um, hecklers and and the like at Hillary Clinton's uh, campaigns. And of course, when people said Hillary did that to Donald Trump, the chance of lock her up came up again. But let's look at this. If there is any fraud, don't we want to know about it, find out about it, and fix it going forward? If the election was rigged, don't we really, hey, President-elect, you said it was rigged. Don't we want to make sure it isn't? 46% of those eligible to vote voted. In other words, less than half of those who can vote voted. We had lower voter turnout this presidential election than the one before. And quite frankly, if you go back, Donald Trump had less votes than the last people that won elections, whether Democrat or Republican. And Hillary Clinton is getting closer to the three million mark by the number of votes that she has beat Donald Trump by in the popular vote. So some people say when you look at the numbers, it just doesn't add up that he got the Electoral College when she had not just the majority of the popular vote, but such a lead in the popular vote. In some states where they're not demanding a recount, and I think they should as one, is Florida. And that's because there is uh, there have been allegations that Russia hacked into that system. If they could hack into the DNC and to John Podesta, is it so ludicrous that they could hack into some of the electronic voting systems in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, or Michigan? And that's why you need to have a hand recount of these ballots, just to make sure we have the right person that was elected honestly, in this rigged, you know, fraught with fraud election. So in Michigan, the largest county, Wayne County, overwhelmingly voted Democratic for Hillary Clinton. Officials could not reconcile votes to vote totals for 610 of 1,680 precincts, not people, precincts. That was during a countywide canvas of vote results late last month. Now, most of those are in heavily Democratic Detroit, where the number of ballots in precinct poll books did not match those of voting machine printout reports in 59% of precincts. That's 392 of 662, more than half. According to state law, precincts, whose poll books don't match with ballots, can't be recounted. Now, if that happens, original election results stand. Hmm. 
Makes you go, hmm, doesn't it? Daniel Baxter, elections director for the city of Detroit, conceded it's not good. Now, he blamed the discrepancies on the city's decade-old voting machines. Gee, think those could be hacked? Saying 87 optical scanners broke on Election Day, many jammed and voters fed ballots into scanners, and that can result in erroneous vote counts if ballots are inserted multiple times. Poll workers are supposed to adjust counters to reflect a single vote, but in many cases failed to do so, and that caused discrepancies. But even so, Baxter said it's unlikely all 392 of the city's precincts with mismatched numbers will be disqualified from a recount. They said the city is in a contact with elections officials at the state of Michigan and Baxter, where the governor said he didn't want to have the recount. And Baxter predicted the numbers will match when the ballot boxes are reopened for the recount, which starts Tuesday in Wayne County at Cobo Center today. It's a challenge, but we're confident the ballots will match. How can they match when you're... <laughs> You're just you're just basically saying, well, they can't be recounted if they don't match, but they're going to match. Hello. Uh, anyway, so um, in um, he's he said, I don't think it's going to be 100 percent, but it is never it never is with a recount. Well, if it's not 100 percent, then the, the, the come on, folks. Years and years and years and years and years ago, I worked at Lord and Taylor in Boston, Massachusetts. I was an office manager and Lord and Taylor back in the day used to like because they thought their rich old ladies liked it this way. They did everything with pen and paper by hand. So in the office where I was the manager, we had to sit and go through and and run tapes, seriously, adding machine tapes for all the sales, all the charges, all the cash. And we had to run how many tapes? Three. Why? First two, first two rarely matched. And you had to have a third. How many times do you think all three tapes matched? Hardly ever. I did them myself. I oversee people who did them, and I'm not an accountant. Why? Human error. Okay? And sometimes you had all three tapes not match. What do you do? You run a fourth. Anyway, I have a lot of questions for you about recount in general. Recount in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, other states, and your opinion on this. So one, let's look at Michigan. Is Michigan's recount rule ridiculous and undemocratic? I mean, it comes from an archaic voting machine, so it could easily get jammed or malfunction. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. After this election, do you feel your vote counts? Less than half of the people stayed home. Why? They must think their vote doesn't matter, some of them, right? Regardless of the outcome, isn't it smart to have recounts in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania to maintain people's trust in our electoral system? I'd add Florida to that mix. Maybe Ohio. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Does this problem with the recount in Detroit show a need to update the voting equipment that we have there and elsewhere? 888-6-LESLIE. And if so, what's the best way to do so while maintaining the integrity of people's votes? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. If Donald Trump really believes his claim that millions of illegals voted, then why is he not only discouraging recounts but fighting them in court? Don't you want to know if illegals are voting? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Why are there uncounted ballots in the first place? Why can't we find a way to count ballots in a secure and accurate way? 888, and what would be the most secure and accurate way, in your opinion? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. President-elect Trump won Michigan by a razor-thin margin, just over 10,000 votes out of 4.8 million. Now, what chance do you give Hillary to win a recount? And by the way, even if she got the state of Michigan, that wouldn't change the Electoral College to make her president. So even if that doesn't win her the presidency, combined 
with his now creeping closer, her creeping closer to three million point or vote lead over him in the popular vote, does it weaken any political capital Trump could have to begin his presidency? Or do you think it's a waste of time and money and just a na 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 na? She got Michigan. 8886-Leslie, 888-653-7543. Would you like to see delegates retract their votes for president? We already have a Republican in Texas from the Electoral College who is actually voting against Donald Trump. Uh, there are others that they say may. You need 36 in all, I believe, to do so. 37, right? 36, 36. 888-6-Leslie, 888-653-7543. But would you like to see delegates retract their votes for president? Why would this happen or not happen? Could it happen? And in an unprecedented election, is it time for everyone to start doing things out of the ordinary? Donald Trump did. Why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't delegates? Why shouldn't electoral voters? Why shouldn't America? 8886-Leslie, 8886-53-7543 is the number. Do you agree with the recount? 8886-Leslie. What good does it do? 8886-Leslie. Does every vote matter? 8886-Leslie. And if we count every vote, does it make you feel more so that your vote really counts? 8886-Leslie. 888-653-7543. And isn't this a part of the democratic process that we owe ourselves as voters and a nation to know the exact true number of hell? Why don't we recon all 50? 888-6-Leslie. 888-653-7543. Back with you. Your calls, your tweets. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall and more right after this. Do we need a recount? I'm Leslie Marshall. And I say, yeah, why the heck not? I mean, the money was raised. It's our legal right. And if you suspect fraud, rigging, or even that one state really belongs in the column of another person in the Electoral College. Don't we want every vote counted? Remember Senator Sanders said until every last vote is counted um, before he um, you know, backed out and said Hillary Clinton was the Democratic uh, nominee for president. Let's go to the calls. Michael in the Bronx, line one. Michael, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hey, let's see. How are you doing? First off, let me um, partially answer your question with a question. Why should a recount cost money since it really doesn't cost us anything to exercise our right to vote? You know what I'm saying? The thing is that, yes, we need every recount because a lot of us, including myself, keep going back to Bush v. Gore 2000. The deciding state was Florida. And just when they were in the process of counting and recounting those votes, and they're going to the Democratic district and saw Bush's um, lead shrinking because of the votes being counted. Catherine Harris stops the vote, and then we have the five right-wing Supreme Court justices that were all in the Reagan-Bush League stopping the vote there. So right there, not every vote was counted. And we're seeing the same thing in Ohio in 2004, and we're now seeing it again here. We have eight battleground states that were leading Hillary during the um, tallying, and how the hell is it that they suddenly switched to Trump? And then you have what you just mentioned, close to three million of the popular votes that are um, in Hillary's favor, the math doesn't add up. So All right, Michael, hold that thought. Hold that thought. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Don't go away. We are back. We were talking with Michael on the Bronx. Michael, thank you for holding. Welcome back. Talking about the recount, getting your take. Michael, please continue. Sorry, I had to cut you short That there. We had to take a break. Yeah, I lost track of time, too, so my apologies as well. Thank you very much. So 
as I was saying, many of us are sick and tired of the voter suppression, especially towards um, African Americans and even women. And I don't even need to get into uh, how the votes are being suppressed, even when you see the, the racial violence that's been going on. But nonetheless, we're tired of that. We're tired of the um, fake voter ID laws. So, yes, a recount is needed, and here's my solution for all of this. Um, until this recount is resolved, even if it goes beyond January 20th, I would say that Barack Obama remains president, and we should notify Hillary Clinton, tell her, just in case, start forming a transition team on her own. And, furthermore, anybody that turns around and tries to interrupt this recount, as we saw in Bush v. Gore, and we know those that did it and why, you will be hereby under arrest, and those that perpetrated will be under arrest, signaling, start turning in your business suits in exchange for orange jumpsuits. As one judge said, we're going to get to the bottom of this right here, right now, no more bull bleep. Thank you, Michael. I uh, appreciate the call. Let's go to Laura in New Mexico, Line 2, listening on KTRC Radio. Laura, good afternoon. Um, good afternoon. I'm calling because of the letter that we've seen in the New York Times from the elector in Texas who's going to change his vote from Trump. And so I think that's wonderful. I think we need to do everything we can to support people in the Electoral College who are willing to think about whether they want to go forward with a Trump presidency. We already have a lot of evidence of what it's going to be like, and it's very, very bad. It's very frightening. I work at a university. We have DACA students who are frightened. We're wearing the safety pins, um, and we're trying to get our school to be a sanctuary school. But I mean, think about it. In the United States of America, there are people in universities who are frightened and need sanctuary. I think if we made a list of all the things that have already happened in the transition, it's already clear that this man is not capable of leading the country. He's not even capable of telling the truth. When his people go out and support him and then they show up having lied, I mean, Pence lied on the weekend on the Sunday interview shows. He first said, you know, this was an nothing call. And then we find out it was a call that was prearranged. How in the world can we trust this man? I, I think that the people who lobbied the electors early on, apparently they were very upset about being harassed, receiving insulting and uh, profane letters. That has to stop. What we need to do in every public forum, every our newspapers, Facebook, Change.org, everywhere, make the case this man is not suitable. Well, I agree with you. You know, there there is an attorney who's willing to represent any of the electors uh, that um, do, you know, any any of the electoral voters uh, like that man in Texas, that Republican, um, who want to do this because there could be lawsuits against them. So, I mean, there are people out there supporting them. Um, I, you know, look, I think they, they they technically have a responsibility, especially him in Texas, a Republican, um, to vote. Uh, the way of the state. However, if you start to read um, our Constitution uh, specifically, um, there are questions around the the fitness, and I'm not talking physical fitness, but um, no, the, no, suit, the suitability of an individual 
um, to be president and if a person is fit to be president. And um, I think that those things, um, you know, should be considered, you know, absolutely, without question. Are the electors obligated to, if they are in a Republican state, do they have to vote for a Republican, or are they free to choose a president from among the, the field? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I don't know as much about it as I should, and I'm uh, getting to know more about it uh, as Inauguration Day approaches. Well, that gentleman, the elector in Texas, said he would be in favor of Kasich. Um, so I assume that he's still thinking that he is obligated to uh, vote for a Republican. And that's fine with me, actually. <laughs> you can almost choose anybody in the field that would be better than Trump. Uh yeah, you know, you know a lot of people. A lot of people say they're getting Trump into the presidency, and then they're they're going to scrutinize, have him under a magnifying glass, and do whatever they can to get rid of him. Because really, Mike Pence is somebody they feel represent. And Mike Pence is actually a better choice, even though I don't like a lot of his stance. I don't think he's evil necessarily. I think he's over, you know, you. overzealous and religious, and you know, extremely, you know, Bible thumping Christian. Um, but I, I don't think that he would put forth ideas that would um, hold on a national level there or anywhere near as dangerous as what Donald Trump is or some of the people he's surrounding himself with. Let's face it, he's saying we don't know what's wrong with Donald Trump, but something is wrong with this man. His arrogance, he, nothing, no law, no tradition, no normal um, um, qualifications apply to him in his own mind. He can, in his mind, he can do whatever he wants. He's a terrifying person to think of as president of the United States. So I don't agree with Mike Pence either, but, but that would be preferable. As far as the recount goes, you know, the recount showed a year later, a year too late, that Gore had actually won Florida, <clears throat> which means he would have won the Electoral College as well. So the recount should proceed. I mean, it may show nothing, but a close election is really easy to steal. Very good points, and really appreciate your phone call. Thank you for letting me speak. All right. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Anytime. Thank you. We, we uh, welcome uh, the call. Let's go to Paula in my home state of Massachusetts on Line 3, listening on WHMP Radio. Paula, good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon. Thank you, Leslie. Yes, um, definitely a recount has to happen. I think there's no question about that. And I actually believe that uh, Hillary's chances of winning are extremely good. If you consider the four states right now, um, I believe Florida is very, very close, and I think that Trump is is just terrified. Well, first of all, he never thought he was going to be president anyway. So, you know, when he um, gave the exception uh, exception accepting speech, uh, he seemed to be dumbfounded. But apart from that, I think we have to look at something very seriously wrong with the electoral system. I mean, I'm not the first person to say that for sure, but it's not right when you have one state, one vote equal three votes um, in another state. Um, It's an antiquated system that came out of slavery, and I think in a way it's a very painful payback for slavery because um, only 150 years ago, if you think about it, that's two lifetimes of 75 years of peace. We had slavery in this country, and I think that in some way we're, we're having to deal with the karma of that pain, and this country never really has come together over slavery. And I think the voters' oppression that you have, especially in African-American communities and people of color, um, is typifying, is symptomatic of this disease in this country. But I think one step 
forward is to change the Electoral Justice College. Um, I personally don't think it should be the blue team against the red team because that's winner take all. Right now we're going to have, if Trump wins, four branches of government, conservatives. They can undo all social programs as we know it. Um, we are very, very quickly becoming a, a third world country. And I just hope that the people who voted for Trump, for whatever reasons, realizes, realize what jeopardy they put us into. I think you make a lot of valid points. I can't argue with any of those, and very well said. Thank you, Paula. Careful driving there. I can hear you driving. Um, Okay, thank you. Thank you. And before we take another call uh, to our um, other caller's uh, earlier point, let me see, why is this not opening? Um, Here it is. Um, Thanks, guys. I know my producers were trying to um, give me um, the Hamilton uh, plan, and that Hamilton plan against steam. The Texas Republican elector is going rogue, saying he will not vote uh, for Trump and giving you more specifics. Um, You know, the movement to um, and in a sense and what, what this movement is doing is denying Donald Trump the presidency. It's gathering steam and it's gathering steam in the Electoral College. They're so-called Hamilton electors, a group of electors who are determined to deny Trump the 270 electoral votes he needs to officially become president. Well, they now have the support of Harvard Law Professor Lawrence Lessig. He created an electors trust. It provides free counsel to electors. This is the man I was mentioning according to a report that came out from the week today. Um, using the law firm Dury Tangri. Uh, The electors trust say it will provide free counsel to Republican electors who are thinking of defecting from Trump, allowing them anonymity to avoid being intimidated away from that notion. Now, because 37 Republican electors will need to defect for Trump to be denied the presidency. I'm going to say that again. Remember, I said 36. It was 36 plus this man, 37, 37 Republican electors would need to defect. So I'm not trying to be poly pessimist here. I doubt you're going to have that many, but I think you might have a few. I think people largely do what they're supposed to. I think largely people are fearful and spineless, no offense. Um, But because 37 Republican electors will need to defect for Trump to be denied the presidency, uh, this anonymity may be essential in allowing the process to be successful because then you really wouldn't know who did what. If the eight Democratic electors in Washington, Colorado, who came up with the Hamilton electors' plans are successful, which is – if both they and at least 37 Republican electors, okay, so you have to have the the eight Democratic electors plus the 37 Republican electors cast their ballots for a moderate Republican alternative, most likely Governor John Kasich of Ohio as an example. The election would be thrown into the House of Representatives, but guess what would happen? They would vote for a Republican, not necessarily Trump. So they could end up putting Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, more than likely, Mike Pence, then again, they may not want to go against the will of the Republican voter. Now, one Republican elector who's come out in favor of this plan is Christopher Supran of Texas. He wrote an op-ed in the New York Times that he cannot vote for Trump because, quote, now I am asked to cast a vote on December 19th for someone who shows daily he is not qualified for the office. So we already have one, but there's 36, you know, to go. I mean, in case, you know, any of you. After citing President George W. Bush's leadership during the September 11th, 2001 terrorist attacks as an example of quality leadership, he blasted Trump for being distinctly unpresidential. 
He said, quote, Mr. Trump goes out of his way to attack the cast of Saturday Night Live for bias. He tweets day and night, but waited two days to offer sympathy to the Ohio State community after an attack there. He does not encourage civil discourse, but chooses to stoke fear and create outrage. He also justifies his decision. He also justifies his decision by citing the reasoning of the founding father, whose name has been applied to the movement of the rogue electors, Alexander Hamilton, who the musical is about, by the way. The United States was set up as a republic. Alexander Hamilton provided a blueprint for states' votes, he writes. Federalist 68 argued that an electoral college should determine if candidates are qualified, not engaged in demagoguery and independent from foreign influence. Now, I think we'd all agree he is not independent from foreign influence with his business dealings, right? I mean, you know, that's, you know, one of the problems. Uh, Mr. Trump shows us again and again that he does not meet these standards. And given his own public statements, it isn't clear how the Electoral College can ignore these issues. And so it should reject him. I'm going to bet that's not going to happen just because of the numbers needed. And like I said, I think most people are lemmings and in large part. And, you know, you know, are not going to go against the flow of traffic. Okay, let's go to Cliff in Virginia. Line four listening on tune in. Um, Hi, Cliff. Good afternoon. Hey, Leslie, thank you for taking my call. Thank you for joining us. What's up? Oh, I just I think um, I just want to echo the sentiments of a lot of your callers here. I think that we are just in unprecedented territory with the Trump presidency. I mean, this is, in my estimation, beyond uh, Democrat or Republican. I mean, this is really dealing with a person that just doesn't have the basic understanding of the world and almost is in their own their own realm of understanding as far as how they deal with um, the broader global community. I mean, just today, the rant about the Boeing and Air Force One, I mean, it's almost like he creates conflict where there doesn't need to be any conflict. Um, it's, you know, it's just very, you know, it, I think of issues that have happened, you know, in the past uh, 16 years, like 9-11, like Hurricane Katrina, like the uh, the oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico and how um, – presidents, both Democrat and Republican, handle those situations with, you know, um, cool, calm heads and, and poise. I, I shudder to think how a President Trump will handle, like, a national crisis or international crisis like that. And, you know, I really feel like our, our standing as a, as a world leader is really in jeopardy with him being the president. Uh, I just have no idea what type of harm that he can cause for the country. Um, and I think all of us should be alarmed. You know what? I am alarmed. I was alarmed that people voted for him. I don't think the majority of people that voted for him hate Muslims or even want a wall. I know people are afraid. Some people want a wall and think that'll be a cure-all. It'll create jobs. I think at the end of the day, when we just look at, you know, people just thought, hey, he's made a lot of money in business. Um, you know, we need the economy to improve. They didn't feel the money. Um, they didn't feel the improvement in the economy into their own pockets, pocketbooks, bank accounts. Um, they don't see the jobs coming back. And they're hopeful and they were just sick of Washington and wanted to change on the one hand, because on the other, well, the swamp wasn't drained by voters in the House or the Senate, either Democrat or Republicans. Um, uh, Very good comments. Uh, As always, it's good hearing from you folks. If you're holding, hang on. You want to join us when we finish with the call. Your cue to call through. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, more of your calls. Should there be a recount? And I'd love you to weigh in on the electoral, the uh, electoral uh, Voter who is not going to vote, cast his vote for Trump. Can it be that 36 others would follow suit? I don't think so. Might be too, it might be too much of a pessimist. I don't know. I don't think so. We'll be back. 
We are back on Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Let's go back. Speaking of back, how many times can I say back to the calls? Edits in Arizona, listening on KPHX Radio. Hey, Ed, good afternoon on line three. Hi, Leslie. First time calling your show. I have a comment and a question. Um, yesterday uh, on your show, you were asking whether Democrats, uh, I was on hold in the call drop, should uh, delay or, or, or like block the confirmation, and uh, a lot of callers were agreeing. And, and this is what I was going to say, too. Not only they should uh, do the same thing, Republicans or the de- Democrats, but uh, I envy one thing Republicans uh, that does to Democrats is that they're always united. This is one thing I wish the Democrats would have spine, and already you have defectors of, Upper defectors that or three or four, you know, they will always uh, stab the Democrats in the back and go against them. Why can't we, you know, like every time there is a bill, like uh, Obamacare, for five years you did not have one. I'm not sure you can correct me if there was one defector of Republican. There's always they're always like 49 to nothing, you know, 50. It, they're amazing. These Republicans, you know, you know, they, they are firm when it comes to their agendas. And this is what I want to say. And I wish the Democrats would have spine. And maybe I think Democrats are tired of it. That's why they, they, they stay home, because they know that the Democrats uh, will not fight for them because they were always uh, given to the Republicans when it comes to uh you know, uh, you know, on a bill that uh, they should fight and, and not pass it or stand up to a Republican, don't cave in to them. That was my comment. And my question is, uh, do you have any updates, uh, since you're talking about recounts, uh, do you have any updates about the seven senators that uh, send a letter to Obama? Because we haven't heard anything. You know what? It's so, funny. It's, so funny. It's, it's so funny. it's so funny you say that. Somebody sent me like an email or a tweet or Facebook message about that today. I looked at it. I didn't see any updates. Uh, my producers can check on that and we can follow up with that tomorrow because you hear that music. It means we're out of time for the show today. But I didn't see anything earlier just a few hours ago. Um, I don't know if anything's happened since we've been on air. I'm Leslie Marshall. Have a wonderful afternoon and evening. And tomorrow, catch me on television. And catch me right back here. Same bat time, same bat channel. Have a good one, folks.